0: if your business has not gone digital digital yet it will <laughs>
1: Episode of Open Up Digitals with this episode, Dr. Kara Antoine. The way in which we work is changing rapidly because of the digital transformation of a workplace and because of all technological possibilities. And because of Corona, this change has even accelerated. Now, how should companies deal with all these new challenges? And how can employees stay in touch and stay involved? And how can we do things differently or even better? We talk about this with Dr. Kara Antoine, Chairwoman of the Executive Advisory Board of Women in Tech. Kara, welcome and what a great pleasure it is for me to interview a fellow advisory board member of the Women in Tech. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us.
0: It's my sincere pleasure, Lika. Thank you very much for your invitation to talk today.
1: You're welcome. Listen people talk about the future of work and about the changes in the way that we work uh, and until recently this was mainly about the yeah, digital transformation of the workplace but now certainly Corona has um, yeah, have had a large influence on this process. What
0: things do you see have gotten into gear through this Corona? Right, so that's a, a great question. And indeed, we're living in unprecedented times right now, Lika, as we've all globally gone through uh, not only this pandemic, but many other uh, world, uh, worldly complex issues uh, to, to deal with. And the first thing I would say is if your business has not gone digital, digital yet, it will. <laughs> so I, I think that most companies globally will become tech companies. They will become tech-enabled and tech-empowered. Um, On one side, so I talk about the technology, and on the other, I don't want to forget um, that uh, uh, great voices like what we hear from Forbes and other companies are reminding us that right now, considering particularly this pandemic that we have uh, been going through and we're still going through, uh, it is more important to be more human than ever and to put compassion in the middle So while um, I love to have this conversation also about digital technologies, transformation, the impact of the pandemic on the world, uh, and how we can solve for some of these greatest and most complex problems, I don't want to forget that we keep people at the heart of all we discuss and that all we do, uh, because that's how I think we're going to see ourselves through this pandemic at the end of the day as well.
1: Well, that's a very, very nice thought indeed. well, Corona, like you said, is changing a lot of things technologically, but also in the way that we interact as humans. Uh, we try to survive and we try to deal with this new reality. We work at home. We interact differently, of course. We communicate digitally. What current developments do you see that will also be permanent, even after Corona? Also, yeah, like you said, digitally, but also in in the way we communicate with each other.
0: Yeah, so I, I believe strongly in the fact that uh, a lot of companies are going through the process of digitalization. And, and certainly, you know, so if you, if you look at the, um, uh, I would say a short definition of, you know, what do we mean about being digital and really thinking about the convergence of digital technologies of multiple technologies that will really help us to innovate that are enabled by connectivity. So how are we connecting differently? However, where I'd like to uh, move the conversation actually is in the transformation that is enabled by these digital technologies. And what this really means is that we are changing our organization. We're changing the way we make money as organizations because of the empowerment of those digital technologies and the innovation we can bring that will help us significantly improve performance and ultimately more than delight, but actually exceed the expectations of our customers. And we need to think about the transformation of our businesses and those business models. And what I've seen is that um, if you think about the the digital models that we have today, the business models, we have subscription models. So, you know, where you sign up and you regularly get something uh, uh, every time in return. You have a freemium model where effectively you can get services for up to a certain point, but at some point you have to start to pay you think about the experience models. So um, premium brands that offer a delightful experience to their customers. And then the fourth area uh, in terms of, of digital business models is really the platform model. And where I feel we're actually evolving to right now is in the platform space. And in terms of platform, this is where we're bringing communities and ecosystems together. And it's it's a, um, a very transformative way of exchanging supply and demand. And I think it's creating now new sources of supply and demand like we have never seen before. And there's some great examples that we all are very familiar with, like Uber or Airbnb. And also, uh, even for us, as you and I are sharing this delight at Women in Tech, we are also moving towards being a platform organization, and one which is really uh, looking at maximizing uh, the, the power of the community and the ecosystems that we can build.
1: Yeah, thank you. I'm very happy about the heads up about the Women in Tech because I wanted to, to ask you, you're, you're the chairwoman of the Women in Tech and you believe in an inclusive world where everybody can participate and uh, all people, especially women, uh, have, the, have the possibility to shine. And can you tell us a little bit about this, this Women in Tech, what, you, what it is, what you do and how Corona influences that?
0: Absolutely. So I'm very proud to be the president for Women in Tech in the Netherlands. Women in Tech, of course, is founded by the beautiful and brilliant Ayumi Aoki-Moore, who has uh, founded the organization nearly two years ago out of Paris in France. And um, we are on a mission. And that mission is, of course, to close the gap uh, in terms of gender equality for women in technology. Uh, I think today we don't need to argue uh, the the fact that we don't have enough women in technology. You know, when I came to the Netherlands 18 years ago, the numbers at that time were something around 18% of women represented in technology roles, and unfortunately, even still today, now 18 years later, that bar has not moved all that much further here in the Netherlands. So we're somewhere in the low 20 percentile where it comes to having women in technology. And so uh, for me and this mission that that you and I, many of us are on is about helping to close the gap and really empowering women, helping them to find their confidence uh, and, and the excitement to embrace a career or a course of study for girls or women of all ages in technology. And that's the mission that we're on. We're very empowered by the Sustainable Development Goals of the United Nations and looking at how we put women in the center of all we do. We're really looking at um, uh, the empowerment of social inclusion, education, innovation and science and also entrepreneurialism as the areas where we will have the biggest impact in these next 10 years.
1: Okay. And and if you look at Corona, what does that do for, for women especially?
0: I think one thing that we have seen is uh certainly it has driven women towards uh community so uh one one thing that we have seen is sort of that hockey stick effect if you will of more women that really want to uh, get engaged with other like-minded women looking for uh, a source of community a source of inspiration and so what we have found is uh simply the numbers uh within the community have Um, expansion exponentially grown Uh, we have more than 27,000 women around the world connected on the global platform today and here in the Netherlands well over 2,000 members of this community and um, what I think we're finding is that we're able to excite women and find new ways to connect with them um, that are helping to um, accelerate their development and uh, and empower them in the space of technology so um, Corona has in fact in a certain way brought us all much more closely together and it has given us a much broader reach so if I would think about the in-person events and uh, Community workshops that we've been running here in the Netherlands prior to the corona crisis Maybe we had 30 50 100 people at a time coming up and showing up in Amsterdam or in Eindhoven and different places in the Netherlands today when we're running a, a live stream on LinkedIn or on YouTube we're getting more than 8,000, 10,000 views of those particular sessions. And so it has dramatically uh, and exponentially increased the number of participants that we can get to, um, to, to get their own source of inspiration out of uh, the topics that we're bringing onto the table.
1: Yeah, we're, we're going really rocket high right now. It's, it's amazing what it does. But um, you talked about communities, about platforms, about the human touch. But looking at this digital transformation, you were you were a formal uh, director, marketing and, uh, and operations for Microsoft. You were responsible for the digital transformation itself. Now you see this process sweeping through industries and creating new opportunities for organizations to en- engage with customers in a different way and to drive this innovation and boost the competit- uh, competitiveness. Um, What influence exactly of Corona do you see on this digital transformation, apart from what you already said about the communities and and the platforms, of course, being very important?
0: Some of the influences of Corona and, and, and something I think that we need to be very aware of is that we don't allow this crisis to create yet another crisis. And what I mean by that is the inequities that I see emerging because of Corona, um, and, and something that we need to look at how technology can em- enable and empower us to uh, move beyond some of the current inequities that we're seeing uh, coming up. And those inequities are in the space of, well, number one, women. Uh, why women? Uh, because we do know that uh, women are the majority of small business owners. And unfortunately, uh, in this time, we have recognized very quickly that for small business owners and predominantly women, they lack the skills, the digital skills to know how to move their business online. And it, again, is not just about digitizing a a way you did your business by putting it online. That is one step you can take. And that's a a change you can make. Sort of like if I give you the equivalent of um, when a snake loses its skin, well, it's still a snake, but it has changed. Um, when you're really looking at the transformation, you're talking about when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly. And so what we want is these small businesses, these caterpillars to become butterflies. We want them to learn how to uh, make uh, money differently and to move their business models online. And so women uh, need to get the skills uh, to learn how to move their business and to find new ways of making money through their business, through their craft, through their talent, uh, through a a digitized world. That's one area. Another area that I would suggest that we need to be careful is not creating more inequity is, is simply in the accessibility of technology. And what I mean by that is, number one, not every household is equipped to have a computer for every person in that household. We have suddenly seen the need to have uh, children with parents, everyone at home doing school, doing work, and not everyone had their own computer. And so we have seen communities uh, stepping up and, and offering computers to families that needed more computers at home. Um, and the other side of the, the, so the hardware equation is the software side, which is uh, also thinking about the the actual connectivity. So Wi-Fi, broadband, and uh, now 5G, which is coming to the market quickly. Um, not every community, and you can even think of um, what you might consider to be the most progressive communities, have great Wi-Fi. Um, And so it's very important for us uh, uh, from a technology lens to look at how we are uh, equalizing the world in uh, its connectivity uh, to technology and to uh, the the connections that we need. And, um, And that needs to be a global opportunity, what I call right now the digital divide, which is that those that are and lucky enough to have the computing, the hardware, and the software, the connectivity, and the Wi-Fi versus those that are not equipped uh, are starting to create an even bigger divide in those communities because of the lack of access in that space.
1: I, I completely understand. It's a big task there for us as a community, as a world, to get everybody on board. Um, Now you talked about the butterfly uh, um, uh, idea and and, uh, the caterpillar, the change that has to be made. Now the small entrepreneurs have to do that for themselves, but can you give any advice to companies how they
0: can help their employees
1: make a change in in their mindset?
0: Yes, indeed, and and this transformation mindset. In fact, it needs to start with the CEO. This is something we can't just simply delegate and say, "Oh, the rest of the organization will figure this out." So, actually, the change, this transformation of going from the caterpillar to the butterfly, that starts with the CEO, and the CEO needs to have a digital mindset. Um, uh, in fact, I, I recently saw a statistic that told us that only two percent of businesses in the European economy have embraced transformation in the digital era. So if you can imagine the companies that are going through doing incremental changes, they may be tweaking something here or changing something there. That's all okay, that's great actually, it's making maybe small forward steps in progress. But what will happen very quickly is that the disruption, the digital disruption will impact these companies where they will not um, be able to transform themselves. Sometimes you need to disrupt yourselves in order to uh, avoid being disrupted by others. And so. I think the first thing that companies need to do and in working with their employees is uh, do a health check and really understand what your capabilities are and the gaps that you have in terms of your transformational capabilities, your strategic capabilities, your, your risk assessments, where you are on that range of, could we be potentially disrupted or are we a disruptor? Do we need to take an offensive or defensive strategy here? And then start to think about what is your strategy? Uh, You want to start with, uh, how is it that we can delight and exceed the expectations of our customers? Do we know who our customers are? And think about your business strategy. And and that needs to be a very holistic strategy, where at the very end of that, you can finally say, and then there are those technological solutions that we can consider in order to supply uh, that strategy. And of course, to underpin all of that, it's taking your people along in the journey and bringing them through the cultural change and ensuring that they have the skills, whether it requires some reskilling or upskilling, I I personally just went through a a reaccreditation myself by putting myself back through an online course for uh, BTM2, which is the business transformation management methodology. And I'm very proud to have been able to refresh my own skills and using a little bit of the extra time I have on my hands right now to um, refresh my own uh, skill set. And I think that is an example, but for any uh, area or industry that you're in, As a person and as an organization to be aware of how you, your job, your organization, your industry may be disrupted and then try to acquire the skills to stay ahead and in fact be the disruptor yourself.
1: Oh wow, well thank you so much. Actually with this answer and the the last sentences you already more or less answered my last question, what advice could you give, educate yourself, use your time wisely, anything to
0: add? yeah um you know i'm looking for the um the positive moments that we can actually learn from this pandemic that we are all going through and so uh, i'm looking for the opportunity to say um you know we've been through i think in many countries wave one and you know recently i talked with the ceo uh, uh lika who shared with me that if he had given a strategy to his team to say what's it going to take for us to become uh, a remote working organization that, you know, they would have hired external consultants. They would have spent five months to uh, develop a strategy and probably the next six or seven months to implement that strategy. And he said, look, in 10 days, we had more than 30,000 people working remotely and online. I think in this time, you know, the, 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 the one thing I would ask people to do is, you know, have an agile mindset, have a digital mindset, and and look beyond the things that you may think that are impossible because we've always already demonstrated that it's not all impossible and so I'd like to look at uh, what is it we have learned from this let's not create a new crisis out of a current crisis and uh, let's learn from what we've already learned Uh, because if a wave two or three comes on we don't know how long this pandemic will last Uh, we need to continually evolve and um, take forward steps i like to say onwards and upwards and uh, look for the positive in, in how we can continue to evolve as a society.
1: Onward and upward. Thank you very much, Dr. Kara Antoine, for your elaborate answers to uh, the things we discussed. Thank you very much for the time you took. I hope you have a great day and, and there's more. So stay tuned. Thank you.